0: Welcome to the Latch Mama podcast. It's Lindy today. I'm sitting in again for Melissa. We are hoping, hoping, hoping that baby comes really soon for her. But today I'm excited. We're going to kind of talk all things literacy. And we have a great guest here today, Melissa Face. So come join us. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of
1: five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing,
0: parenting, and all things motherhood. Welcome. I'm really excited to have you here. I know I've never met you, but I like binge read this book and it brought back all all the things like <laughs> the good, the bad, the things that came easy, the struggles. Um, And so I'm just excited to talk about this. So thank you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and I can, you know, I can run through here. She's the author of this. I love you more than coffee, which is so, so cute. Um, but you also have other essays published and things in chicken soup for the soul, which is another thing, which excited I me because my I daughter, do. I just got her a book. She's like a preteen oh. and she's like devouring it. So anyways, i see, That's this is where I get one way, I way off topic.
1: Read. Yeah. That's the first one I ever read. They had a, a journal. That went with it too. The preteen one? Yes. She's loving it. Yes.
0: Um, Some stories are a little bit older. Anyways, real, real, quick. Let's go back. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about yourself and some of the things you've done and then what you're doing right now. Okay, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I am the author of I Love You More Than Coffee. It is a collection of essays on early motherhood. So it spans my first eight years, which still isn't too far from where I am today. My kids are 10 and 7. He's almost 11 and I just got used to saying 10. That's so bizarre. Anyway, um, it is a collection of essays that were written in real time. And that's something that I love about it and that I think makes it stand apart from other collections that are out there. I didn't go back and try to remember what those early days were like. I was writing them as they were happening. And like you mentioned, I submitted them to other places I have things that are published in Chicken Soup for the Soul, a woman's magazine in South Carolina called Sassy. I have basically been writing all my life and sending my stuff to anyone who would have me. And this is my first time celebrating just what I have done all in my own little collection and I'm loving it I'm loving connecting with the readers connecting with other moms it is so much more fun than I ever imagined it would be yeah no I think that's
0: incredible and then you also teach I do I do so I'm spread a little thin Just a little bit. Yeah. Almost transparent. (laughs) (laughs) I teach at
1: Appomattox Regional Governor's School for the Arts and Technology in Petersburg. And I teach all of the sophomores world literature. And I have a class of juniors this year, which initially I was like, oh, my goodness, two preps on a wild year coming back from the pandemic, but then it was also a really amazing thing because those are the kids I taught last year too, that I didn't get to connect with in person. So now Mm -hmm. I have this second chance opportunity with them Yeah, and and it's amazing. And that's really wonderful. So I'm a parent of two at home and of 104 at my school. Yeah. Yeah. Only 104. Only. (gasps) Yeah. How many in your class? That's, no, hundred and four is my total roster. Your total, okay. Yeah. those are split up into
0: different classes. Yeah. How many do you normally have in a class?
1: Um, my largest this year is twenty-two. Okay. Twenty-two. So a good amount. That's
0: but not crazy. It's manageable. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing, okay. and it helps that they're they're fabulous. So. Yeah. yeah. So how did how did you get into writing? This must be like therapeutic for you like you you love to write I I struggle to write although in the recent years I have been writing just like journaling more because it is such a great like it is um you know way to release all those things absolutely and it doesn't have
1: to be for anyone else to see ever so that's that's a great thing to do I do that with my students I still journal I I don't remember honestly not being a writer yeah And I have said this before publicly, I remember not feeling like I could claim that title because I felt like, well, I haven't done this yet or I haven't published this. So is it okay to call myself a writer? But I know that I've always felt like one. And I used writing to get me out of other situations. If I had a test that I hadn't quite prepared for, hopefully my (laughs) students aren't listening to this. And there was an essay section I knew I could write enough to get a little bit of credit. And yeah. then another high school experience, I was a terrible math student, terrible, Despised math, which upset my dad terribly because he was a physics major. Oh wow. I know, <laughs> but I won a pie day contest. Yeah. 3.14 March 14th, you know? Kay. Okay. This big day of math celebration. <laughs> And I won an essay talking about like how much I hated math. Are you serious? And it was so funny to get recognized like on the school level. Yes. At the celebration of a day that I really couldn't relate to. It was just so writing has always been there. It has been, it's what I do. If I'm having several days where I just don't feel like myself and it's like, well, I exercise. So what is it? Like, I haven't written. I haven't yeah. written anything that was for me anyway. Like, yeah. I probably wrote something, lesson plans or journal prom, to-do list, but I hadn't yeah. written anything that was really for me. Yeah. And that makes, it makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. So these real-time essays, how did it get to this? How did you decide that you wanted to put this out for people to read? Well, I did
1: The collection was not planned originally. Like most of those were written two in the morning. I'm the only one who's up with a baby who just fell back asleep, but now I can't go to sleep. So I passed the time writing. And it wasn't until my daughter asked me the question that now is the title. She asked me one day, climbed up in my lap (laughs) and said, do you like me more than candy? I was yeah. Like, yes, Delaney, I like you more than candy. <laughs> Do you like me more than cookies? I like you more than cookies. And then she got really serious and said, What about coffee? Do you like me more than you like coffee? And I just joked with her and said, You're not really going to ask me to choose, are you? Yeah. And I was like, That is so cute for an essay title. And at first, that's yeah. what it was just the essay that closes the collection. Yeah. And then I was like, I have enough coffee references. It's such a big part of my life that right. would be so cute for an anthology. So then it was just sorting through what I had and putting them in some sort of order that made sense. And I wasn't sure at first if that would be thematically or chronologically Right. and got them all lined up, pulled out those that had kind of repetitious
0: themes yeah. and then went yeah, I was for it. ask you i was like there must be more than this and i'm like i want more like <laughs> i want to read the other ones <laughs> oh there are others i'm yes. sure there, there are some lot. things
1: that like probably shouldn't be out yeah. for the world because yeah. i mean and people have asked to have read the collection like well there's a little bit of a gap there because it goes from like evan's later stages and then all of a sudden here's the second baby yeah but those are wild days Yeah. And a lot of things that if I was able to put them on paper, they weren't okay for everyone to see because there's so much judgment too about motherhood and how you're supposed to feel when you have a baby. And if you're not stressed, if you're not depleted, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. And I felt all of those things from different generations being
0: passed down like, oh, that's how moms are supposed to feel. Yes. Yeah, well, I felt so many different emotions while reading that. You know, could feel like what you're feeling, and I could remember, and you know, you would remind me about something that happened. Um, you know, that I went through. Um, but reading through through these days, um, you do. I wonder. I know she had other days, either like horrible, terrible days or like really angry days. Or she had like, inc- you know, just like super highs. Um, I wanted to read all those, you know, because as a mom, like you go through these things and you want to feel normal. You know, you want to feel normal. You want to feel like I'm not the only one going through these really like hard things. Right. And um, I did. I, and I thought to myself, I was like, every mom should be writing down something. And I wish I had wrote down Some of those things to kind of go back and, and read through. I loved it. I mean, I read it in like two little sittings and I know it's not super long, but, um, but I think you could really slowly read one of those each day and like really sit with it and connect with it because it's so real because I know
1: moms don't have time for so many things. So one little essay at a time, then you feel like you did something too and you can check it off the list, right? Yeah
0: yeah call it self-care call it what you want but
1: exactly yeah you read an essay yeah
0: (laughs) but there was one that hit me i I forget which one it was but you talked about uh it was the mother's day one which i don't like mother's day either um at all uh but you you know you talked about as a day to celebrate like you know all these things like patience and selflessness (laughs) and you're like and i don't have anything and i'm sitting here reading like what do you mean? Like, you're incredible. Like I'm reading your responses to some of your kids questions. And like, I probably would not have been very nice. And I'm like, don't put yourself down. Like you're incredible. Like after reading all these stories. So, you know, I just wanted to share that, That I really just from reading, I don't even know you very well, but just from reading those, you know, writings as um, you were going through that journey, like you really were very, very good mom. Oh, thank you. I
1: still laugh when I, reread that piece yeah yeah it cracks me up because it's still so vivid and that's another thing it's so vivid because I wrote it down yeah and I think that's a great thing for moms to think about that it's not just the catharsis that you experience when you get those thoughts out it's the fact that now you have something so much better than the little lines you fill out in a baby book so if you yeah. share like those journaling experiences and-
0: yeah. Does it take you like back to those emotions? Like writing that in that time is like you're saying is so different than remembering because I, I do, you probably can feel way more emotion. I think so. In that- Yeah, Yeah. but
1: sometimes the emotions aren't good ones because in those early days I felt a lot of guilt and that's something that I have been able to manage so much better in recent years. I don't give myself a hard time anymore about the fact that I have other facets to my life or that I don't want to be identified as only a mom even though that's a role I cherish. But have you ever been somewhere pediatrician probably the best example and you're signing in your child and the receptionist says how's it going mom <sighs> or it doesn't have to be a doctor's <laughs> office but yeah but it's like i have a name too mm-hmm. doesn't mean i don't love being yeah mom but right it's also really nice and i recently wrote a piece about that about how i went most of the pandemic not hearing my own name yeah. And how troubling that was. That was another type of isolation when we were already cut off right. from so many other things. Because all of the people that call me Melissa were were not <laughs> present we're not in there. my life. Yeah. yeah. I was at home with my two kids teaching my others. So I was yeah. either mom or Mrs. Face every day. Oh, wow. And it's like, ah. Oh. That's so
0: true. Yeah. Because I was home. I was home for 11 years. And I have six kids. So I was home for 11. And then like, hit rock bottom and got into started working a bit part time and kind of like really finding out I'm like way more than just mom, although Mm -hmm. mom is is great. It's good enough. It's it's more than enough, you know, but finding a little bit more about yourself and, you know, letting go of that guilt and and things like absolutely that. And it thing. doesn't
1: mean if one of them needs me that I'm not going to drop right. everything yep. and go they still come but I also <laughs> have other parts of my life yeah. that are important and you know my kids love that
0: yeah
1: and they're yeah. proud yeah. so it's
0: yeah it's yeah and after 10 years with mine it, it took a little bit I'm like it's okay it's okay that I'm doing this it's okay for a mom to do something else other than being a mom I'm like you, like, you know what, like, I went to school, like, I have a degree in this. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I really do. Like, this is, these are the things that I can do. Like, I'm good at this. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, but, um, and you know, maybe I should have Aww. educated a little bit earlier, but you know, all of
1: our own journeys. That's so cute. But yeah, yeah I don't know if college cute. is um, in the cards for either of my two, because my son just <laughs> realized that you take classes there. He's like, Oh, I thought you just like drink coffee with your friends and talked about what you want to be <laughs> I'm like. Well, some people do that. <laughs> We can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my it. daughter's just
1: not interested. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, apparently she's a little spitfire. I love it. I have a couple of them. So I can feel like I can relate a little bit to that. Yeah. Okay. So there might be another one of these. Is that what you're saying? Maybe? It's in the works. Maybe.
1: Except this time it allows moms to do exactly what we were just talking about to share their own. So it's a guided journal and I'm so excited about it. I love it.
0: I really, really love it. Okay. So we're on here. It's National Family Literacy Month. Um, so we kind of chatted writing, but also into that reading and bringing this into the home. Um, and so I have a few questions. Um, and we can chat back and forth. Why do you think family literacy is so important? Well, when I think
1: family literacy, mm-hmm. like I get... This mental picture of us all on the couch reading. Right. (laughs) It doesn't always look like Uh, that. Right. right, That's not always realistic. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that it is critical for kids to see that reading isn't something that you do just for school. Right. That you're not reading just because you need to get a good grade on this test Mm -hmm. or pass your AR test so you can have that pizza party or whatever the incentive is. Right. So my husband and I have been doing a much better job in the past few years of modeling reading yeah. and being purposeful, turning off the TV, the two of us in the evenings and reading instead, and then having them see that that is a part of our lives and that we enjoy it. Yeah. And it's not... To take a test or right. for any other reason except we still want to keep growing right so we have had to be more purposeful because we have a second grader mm-hmm. who is a pandemic student yeah. so she has essentially not had a I real year too. of school so you know exactly mm-hmm. what i mean yep and even before that she was a reluctant reader She was not the type of child who wanted to climb up in your lap and listen to a story. We would ask her, my parents would ask her because they have a big role in my children's lives as well. And her response was no, thank you. And then she would go off. That's very nice. Thanks for asking me. But uh, she would say things like, no, I have busy plans. I have busy plans. And she needed to make her art or create or whatever it was that she wanted to build or draw or paint in that moment. But, we didn't come down too hard on her because I didn't want it to feel like you have to do this right now. And then that can turn kids off. And I just, I didn't know the right way to handle that because it was just so different from what we experienced with my first child. I mean, he was sitting and telling himself stories and reader. Yes. And still is today. Yeah. They're all so different. They are so different. And we are doing a better job now of realizing their differences and supporting them in the ways that they need to be supported. Yeah. And we have to find ways to, I don't know the right word, bribe. Yeah, <laughs> her to or read. Encourage, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's more positive. Yeah. no, no I'm, I'm, She I'm does. She does like her little treats. About. You know, she's all yeah. about positive reinforcement. She does not like to be wrong when she is attempting to sound out a word. Yeah. So we have to talk about like, well, what's going to happen if you say that word incorrectly and yeah. I hear it? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Except you're going to learn. And that's great. So we had a good night last night and that made me so happy. I had one of those Mm -hmm. nights where I was so depleted when I got home from teaching and it's the end of the grading period. I have deadlines out the Wazoo right now, but the one thing I could contribute to the family was reading time. So both of my kids at two different times got in bed with me last Mm -hmm. night and just read to me. And it, it was great because I could do that with my eyes closed.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love when they like to read out loud. It's not always a fun thing. I yeah. have some that don't like to read out loud and some that are fine. Um, some very slow readers, some speed readers, which is not always good. Uh, yeah. Just, what are what are the um, ages of yours? Uh, my ages are from five up to 13. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. And they've all read at different times and different ways that they like to read just yeah very very interesting but I do love how I've seen coming through the preschools and through the schools my kindergartners now get to check out a book and they are so so excited so they bring their book home so like we try to like read that you know focus and like let's make sure we don't lose the library book like this week and like let's you know try to read that before bed Um, but like through the book fairs and they really do encourage that You know, reading young. Mm -hmm. Um, Book fairs are wonderful, except the last time my daughter went to one of those, she came
1: home with no books. She bought the pen. She bought all the stuff. She bought the goodies. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The unicorn zippered pouch, some squeezy thing, and an eraser.
0: (laughs) No books. That's so funny. (laughs) But one of the things I was thinking about is sometimes, like, the end of the day is just so, so difficult. And I just don't think reading always has to be done at the end of the day because sometimes it's just mom's exhausted dad's exhausted and there are other ways like we can find um to read sometimes they come and we actually do the reading like in the morning because my little ones are up before the big ones there's 30 minutes and I'm like grab a book like before like the chaos starts like grab a book and we'll read on the couch and um so maybe just finding other creative ways to yeah, that's a good time. You know, plug and it into a day. And honestly, if you don't get to it, like it's okay. Like it's 100% okay. Um, but I just like having books around. We I don't know. We have books lying everywhere. Whether they look at pictures or can actually read the words. Yes, I like that too. They're always available. Mm -hmm. Um, We go
1: to the library. We have had some issues lately with not being able to find the books from the library. Um, So we have to do a little better job of that. Um, Thank goodness for the the fine waivers. Yes,
0: (laughs) I saw that. I think that's pretty incredible.
1: (laughs) Yes, grateful for that. But we go even if it's just to get one of the make and take crafts so that... They're at least there, you know, and then we'll get a few books or maybe they're already reading enough at home. So we just go there for the other aspects. But I I try to let them see that it's something that we care about and it's a regular part of our lives. And they know that because of the fact that I teach. But I also like them to see that we read
0: because we enjoy it, too, and not just because it's my job. Right. And so we homeschooled for some years. They're now back in public school. Um, so we ventured like all avenues of reading, whether it was magazines or, um, did lots of like books on tape when there was like some anxiety over reading. And so like, I think there's a lot of avenues that you can explore and get creative to kind of get them into the stories Mm -hmm. at least. Um, and maybe eventually, you know, get into uh, like a bigger book as they get older. But there's lots of ways. Reading doesn't just have to be this thick a book. It could be a sports magazine or, you know, all kinds of other things as well. I don't know if any of your kids have ventured into some other things that are, you know, it is reading, even if it is a magazine that they enjoy. Right. Um, Graphic novels, my son loves those. Yes, yes, yes. That was the other one I was thinking, because we've had that come through the house as well. Mm -hmm. So...
1: Yep, he yeah. loves them. In fact, well I'm not sure if this this isn't a graphic novel, but he has no idea that we have tickets to meet the author of the diary of a wimpy kid. Series. When yeah. is that? It is. It's the week is of. It's, it is. It's at the Diamond in Richmond. And it's one of those pandemic friendly drive up things where you just pay for the carload and then you get the signed book, a picture with the author. And he has no clue. I've told him that we're going to an author event that night, but really? he thinks it's for me. So, oh my so goodness. excited.
0: Yes. Yeah, we have all those books. And my second oldest, he just like will go back and binge read them.
1: Yeah, I found just out about back. it through um BBGB's website. Are you familiar okay. with them? No. They're on Carrie Street in Richmond, okay. children's bookstore. They okay. are precious. Okay. So that is another thing for getting kids excited. Events, any like book related events, meeting a local author, yeah. um, going into the bookstore and just, you know, experiencing Yeah something that's different and the characters of course that are yeah. for sale that go with the books my daughter gets excited about those yeah. Pete the cat he's a pretty cool dude yes
0: yeah do you like Pete? Cool. oh we have lots of Pete books <laughs> Pete and the pigeon and, yeah. and all, all
1: of it yeah I like the Pete's it's an early reader we read this last night where the unicorn loses the colors in its tail And Pete helps him find the colors. And she was excited because she's all about the unicorns right now to read that one to me. And I ask a lot of questions, sometimes pretend to not understand something. Like you don't want to play the fool too much because they'll call your number. Yeah. But I feign a little misunderstanding so that she explains it to me and I can check comprehension yeah. and make sure not only is she decoding well, oh, but she's also understanding what she's read. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah. I mean, all of those things, they are beautiful in theory and I do try to implement them, but I can't say I do it every yeah. time we read.
0: No, I understand. No. But that's a good <laughs> um, point just to maybe throw out a couple yeah. questions. Yeah. like end. I don't get that. Why did... He need yellow back in his
1: tail. And yeah. she's like, oh, mom, wow. the flowers, you know, and she'll. That's
0: really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Love it. They Love like it. to be experts. They do. You know, they definitely so do. anytime you can get them to explain something that's good, I think, for all age groups of students. Yeah. They like to feel and it's important for confidence and self-esteem to feel like right. you do yeah. know something yeah. really well so that you can explain it to someone else. And it's great practice, right?
0: Yeah, because I know kind of our reading, at least the way we have started out, is a lot of learning the sounds and kind of memorization. But at some point, that second grade, it's going to flip to comprehension. And my oldest daughter, she's like this this speed reader. Um, She'll just devour chapter books like four in a week or whatever. Um, But I'm like, honey, if you can't tell me, about your main character if you can't give me a location if you can't you know give me the problems they face or something like that I'm like you're almost wasting your time because we need more from that book, you mm-hmm. know. So now I'll come up and she's like, yeah, 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 mama. Here's, you know, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> what um, sorts
1: of series is she into right now?
0: Um, So her favorite, I don't know. She's been going through this Pony Club series or something. Um, mm. She's really into horses. She horseback rides. And um, so they're pretty decent chapter books. I don't know, 300 type pages. Um yeah. but she but that's my problem is I can't even go to the library for her. I literally just have to order six off Amazon. And mm-hmm. then she just like you know. Um no, will she will she push other read. things aside
1: to just have that time to read yeah she'll
0: just sit in like they go everywhere they're in her backpack at school and she'll pull them out of her desk Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i went through that it's a bit of a tunnel vision babysitter's club oh okay i was addicted and sweet valley twins sweet valley high do you remember them i do i didn't read a whole lot of them i was like a very reluctant reader until i found harry potter in like ninth grade how about that and then it took off which is kind of weird. But that's, weird. No, that's but
1: the th- lesson, though, is that's what it takes. And if something. this genre isn't working for a child, keep trying, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. And I really think that's really for every kid. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you find, uh, you get old enough and you find whether it's a fiction or fantasy or adventure mm-hmm. and whatnot. And if you get hooked on it, I do remember sitting with like that fifth book that was like 500 some pages. And I'm like, I just got to finish it. And where, you know, a year before the 30 minutes of reading that my mom would like mandatory make us do every day that I hated now became ongoing of three and a half hours. And she come, it's like 11, 45, 12 at night. She's like, you've got to turn your light off. And I'm like, I just got to finish it, you know. Um, But when you find that, it's like, you just want to like, let them run with it, you Mm -hmm. know. But I keep trying. I'm like, you know. I want to know. I want to know what your story is about. Like, don't just tell me horses. And see,
1: that was the opposite of my son's situation. He tried Harry Potter and then he started crying. I'm like, what is wrong? He's like, I just, I can't get into this. And he felt so guilty about abandoning the book. And I'm like, it's okay. It's not for
0: everyone. He's into the I survived. Do you know those? That's my... Okay, so is this is he is into the Wimpy Kid and I Survived? That's Mm -hmm. my son. He'll binge watch those, and then he loves the weather stuff, Mm -hmm. like I Survived the tornadoes and like all that kind of
1: thing. Yeah, Hurricane Katrina. Yes,
0: yeah, and I really like those too because it does. Are they they're strictly nonfiction? or is it there a bit of is it a They mixed? are
1: historical fiction. So okay. the events themselves yeah. are Yeah. So it's also like occurred. some true mm-hmm. events, which I think is pretty cool. The as tsunami, well. that's another one that yeah. he read. And then he and I would do things like after he read that book, we would go and find some sort of documentary or something based upon that event so we could explore it further. And watch it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and we also so cool. had mother-son book club. That was a fun thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, we need to bring that back, but... How did yeah. your mother's son book club work?
0: Because I just, think that would be a cool picked, idea, too. We picked some
1: books together, and the first one was Where the Red Fern Grows, which ripped my heart out. <sighs> anyway, um, I wanted to start with something that I thought he would care about, and mm-hmm. the dogs and, you know, that yeah. outside theme. And then we went into a a fudge book after that the Good. super do you remember the super fudge yes books so yeah we would just read together sometimes silently sometimes taking turns aloud and then talk about it and that would just be our time like it was I our like book it. club time and we would have snacks we would have starbucks fraps whatever got him excited about just having that time with me That's to cool. read so i like that all of Why that I? now i need to try to do in a different way maybe with Delaney and get her yeah, excited.
0: Yeah. I love but it. But she's
1: getting there. She's getting there. It's yeah, just – Yeah, she's it's different.
0: seven. Yeah, a little bit younger.
1: She's seven. She went through virtual school and had yeah. a really difficult time. And, yeah. 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 That was hilarious, though. Did your kids do any virtual, your younger ones?
0: No. So, I guess we homeschooled up until my oldest was going into fifth grade. And at that point – had like so my youngest are twins five-year-olds so homeschooled through the infants homeschooled through like 18 months and then I just was about to lose my mind so I was like we have to make a change um so he at that fifth grade he went in and we've been in public school since but when it was gonna go virtual Mm -hmm. I was gonna have four in elementary school oh my now I wasn't too worried about the seventh grader he can navigate the calls, the online. Honestly, he could probably teach me more about the laptop and whatever, you know? Um, but it was the other four that I was going to have to navigate getting on and off. And then it wasn't just like, here's some work. We're going to meet one time. It was like, Oh, you're what that asynchronous. And then so, like, you're on for 15 minutes. Then you're off. Then get back on the call in 30 minutes. Then you're off. Then get back on in 45. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how do I do that with four kids? like, I can't, I can't, Uh, and I I was working. It was a struggle too. And I was working and I'm like, if I'm not even willing to or want to do this, I, I I'm not asking a sitter and I'm like, we've homeschooled before it's different. I don't have infants. So I really not really gave them the option, but I'm like, here are the options on the table. You know, um, this is what virtual school will look like up to you, or this is what we could do can help me pick science you know obviously your language arts and your math are kind of on your level but we can get a bit creative and we don't have to be stuck to these timelines and deal with the school chromebook so that's what we did so i pulled him out we homeschooled that year which actually went very very well good um but yeah it still wasn't easy and it was different and you know i don't we probably didn't do enough writing it's not my specialty i will kind of like do science projects and you know blow stuff up with like chemicals and my son was in like the physical um physical sciences and stuff so i will do like the science and math all day long where i struggle is the english and the reading did you ever Um, make the rubber egg
1: did y'all ever do that one no that's a lot of fun what is that you put just a raw egg oh you got to protect it from a fall it goes into a glass of vinegar and something else i can't remember it's i'm sure it's easily found in a google search okay but after 48 hours maybe you take this egg out and you can bounce it and I don't mean hard boiled, like it goes in like you would pull it right out of the
0: carton. In the shell. Yeah. And then it's bouncy. Yeah.
1: Evan was super fascinated with that. So your kids might like and that one. It really one worked. Too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. I have a little some smelly. A little on the smelly side, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The things ha- you do for science, <laughs> right? Yeah. We're having
0: <laughs> the conversation with my oldest because he, he just despises English it's just Aww. it's hard that's what it is Yeah. and so just having that conversation with him I'm like it's okay he's yeah. like I just don't understand why I have to do this I'm like well you kind of have to be able to write and communicate and understand when you're older and I'm like and you're not going to like everything you do that's right you know and even those people who love that English and whatnot they might be really not enjoying science or really not enjoying something else like we all have these things that are not the best but we can make the best of it and do your best you know but anyways yeah but going back to that virtual learning and just how it can impact reading for those littles was very very difficult oh
1: my gosh my daughter didn't know to take it seriously I mean prior to that anything that she had done on the computer was a game Mm -hmm. or a video you know so she would just get up and walk into the room where I was teaching and I'm like what are you doing you're in class and she's like oh she's just talking I'm like yeah Yeah,
0: you gotta listen (laughs) to the (laughs) things."
1: and she's like oh well she didn't say my name I'm like babe she's talking to all of you yeah she's not gonna single you out every time to say Delaney this one it's for you to pay attention to yeah so yeah it was funny and at the same time frustrating and like you mentioned with the log-ons I had a running running list every day of what time we had to do what oftentimes I didn't know why my alarm was going off like what are we supposed to be doing right now and yeah yeah. I felt so bad just for
0: all involved yeah, teachers. But we and did it.
1: And that's something that the world needs to remember. Look out for these kids that went to school during the pandemic because they can do all things. If they can go to school and get used to the world in the way that it is right now, wearing masks, they're gonna be
0: great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um okay, another question. Uh oh. Ready? Ready. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm in the student seat now. And we might have even coupled this. (laughs) Cover this honestly. Um, What is your role as a parent in your children's learning? Which I really think we did. Well,
1: I can probably branch off a little bit. My role, even though I am both parent and educator, is to see the big picture, and to remember that learning is still taking place even when there's a C on that paper. And I don't want my kids to think because they brought home a packet where there was one grade that they're not proud of that the week was a loss. Yeah. And I don't, and my husband and I, we have this conversation. We just talked about this this morning while I was getting ready. Like we are looking at guiding independent thinkers and kids who are ready for the world and not just prepping them for tests. Yeah. And I feel like that's my role. I probably wouldn't have answered that the same way several years ago, Mm -hmm. but I'm grateful to Delaney in a lot of ways. And one of them is showing me that there are so many other things that are important at school beyond the academics. And she does care about those. She is proud Mm -hmm. when she does well, but I don't want her or Evan to feel like, that's all that matters that you do well on a test, you know, like, right.
0: Yeah. And I know for me um, as well, I've just always wanted them to have a love for learning um, at the end of the day. Um, So when it comes to reading, if something's difficult, we can tweak it and change a little bit, or, you know, I can read out loud. Like there are ways around it. um, But for things to be forced, they don't have to be forced. They don't have to be frustrating um is really all I've really wanted for them like my son came home the other week he's like mom and sometimes he can miss some of the social cues and things like that but he's like mom I got a, I got a 75 on my science test there was this really cool question and it was about I don't know what it was it was like pancakes and heat and I I don't even remember but the excitement in his voice over this question that he knew he got right And it was just like, okay, you know, you have a choice as a parent because I know he he has a 98 in science and he got like a 95 on the quiz. So not really sure what happened to the test with the 75. But his excitement on this question was just in that moment, it was just so much more important to me than the grade. Um, that's awesome Yeah, you kind of have to like pick those moments as much as uh, inside I'm like you know like what you know I wanted to be like well what happened and Mm -hmm. it's like no like you know that's just gonna completely take away this love of this one question that he he was so excited it was about pancakes and and heat and a toaster and he got it right and you know I, I just want them to love to learn what they're learning, yes. or what they're reading. Um, yes,
1: and I want mine to not be afraid to take some risks. Yes, smart risks, yeah. but <laughs> some yeah. risk. And I try to do that too. Like I took an art class recently, just not really a class, just yeah. a painting workshop because I enjoy it, even though I don't excel at it. Yeah, and I wanted them to see that I will try something, even though I'm not. Yeah super talented in that area. And then I hung it up in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, good. I love that. Yeah. Well, it was a coffee cup, you know, so oh, it belongs up there. Kind of had to, yes. but it was nice to, yeah, like it's, it's messy in spots, but yeah. it's like, you know, I can still be proud of the fact that yeah. I did it and I really had fun. Yes. And we lose that throughout the educational process. Mm-hmm. We get away from, the doing something because you enjoy it yep. and only focusing on like, Oh, well I'm not good at that. Yeah. So I shouldn't, Yep, I shouldn't try
0: that. And I've seen that a co- with a couple of my readers uh, with certain words or certain sounds and they're afraid to try that word. Yeah. And I'm like, what, li- like you said earlier, what are, what are you really afraid? Like if you say it and you say it wrong, what's really going to happen after? Mm -hmm. Like, like nothing's going to happen after no one's laughing, but you can hear it. If you try to say it, you can at least hear the sounds and we can, you know, we can fix it and we can change it. But if you don't try it, you're, you know, you're never going to know. I
1: still have some reluctant readers at the high school level. Now they read very well independently and comprehend what they're reading, but reading aloud is a different animal. Mm -hmm. And I will, kind of sit close to them as close as we can Yeah, in this day and time and yeah. prompt if needed. And like I told a student recently who did not want to read aloud, I was like, why don't you try this part of the play? We were reading The Crucible. Oh, wow. I was like, there are only a few lines. And if you get to something that you're not sure of, pause, I've got you. Yeah, And I know it's kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, there are different teachers- with different philosophies, not everybody thinks reading aloud is important. I do. Yeah. And I feel like I would rather them be corrected and informed in my classroom than for them to get corrected somewhere else out in the world. Right. Because not everybody's gonna be as kind to them as I am. Yep. I agree. Or as supportive. Yep. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, agree. I like That's to like to have them practice. Yeah. What can I do to help my children learn to write? Oh, that. What level are? I know that's a very yeah. big question. Learn um, to
1: write. Like if we're talking fundamentals, that's so beyond. Maybe it's What just, I do
0: really. Maybe it's just getting into, I'm guessing it's not necessarily the like high school level and it's mm-hmm. maybe just early on. Well, one thing I can think of is my little kindergartners, They want, they're like, mom, how do I spell this word? And I think one thing I've always done, I don't help them spell it saying like, okay, it's a C, it's an A and it's a T. And I'll say it's a K, and an A and a T. Um, So I spell in sounds and they get really mad at me sometimes. They're like, mom, 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 mom. I don't No more sounds. (laughs) Like, just give me the letter. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you the letter. Mm -hmm. Like, because I just think it plays into letter recognition and sounds and starting to put the word together. Um, But see,
1: I wasn't taught with sight words. Were you? Like, I was taught, like, that you do sound things out. You use phonics, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that was my background. So when my kids started school and everything was sight words, I feel like that turns them off to what you were just explaining about and I giving do them think, the sound. I do
0: think there are some words that just English is weird um, that you really just do kind of memorize like the word eight or whatever because right. it came up in a book we were reading last night. I'm like, this is just a really weird one. This isn't like the word 10. This is just weird and uh-huh. you just kind of have to learn it sometimes. They looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's the premise. But I think of Sight that can memorizing. help yeah, people to write. Um, but I don't know. That's a, that's a big question. Um, cause I have some really great writers and I have ones that really struggle with those really big ideas and mm-hmm. how do I connect sentences? And it's kind of like a really just a big put off for them. Right. Um, it's very difficult to well, envision that
1: the best thing to get somebody started is writing what you know, writing about something you like. So even if it's just describing something that you did, that you enjoyed the best trip you took a perfect day, or even taking their favorite toy and maybe having it in front of you and writing what it would say to you if it Mm -hmm. if it could talk and tell you about its its life. Yeah, what it's like to live in your house, like some sort Mm -hmm. of pretend situation it's as individual as reading is in terms of taste but sometimes you can hit on a topic where they're like oh I can write beyond a couple of lines now I can do a paragraph because that's something that struggling writers will continue to struggle with like I still have students today who say
0: how long does this have to be well that's (laughs) my that's my 13 year old um very very analytical like detailed whatever yeah. and so during that pandemic when we were home I mean he hates writing and I'm like all right we're 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 doing five sentences a day pick an actual object so he'd pick ice cream and I'm like then he would break it down and he would do this little like diagram and I'm like describe it all the things how do you feel when you did where do you find ice cream? it has to be it, you know so kind of detailed and he would start to slowly put those sentences together but um, but like you said, it's kid to kid and it is different and situation. I
1: didn't think about this when you asked the question initially, but we journal on trips, even just a weekend getaway mm-hmm. or a day trip. Like both of my kids have journals. We keep them in the car. And before Delaney could write like even a word, I still bought her a journal when I bought Evans and she would draw on she it. she draw pictures. Yeah. yeah. And it was perfect. So like I whatever she idea. did that day, whatever she ate, she would draw a picture of it. Oh, and then that's really cool. some sort of shapes. And then eventually that would morph into words and she would watch what her brother would do. And yeah, like it just that. made it interesting. And, you know, sometimes it is as simple as a pretty new notebook or some nice pens to write with. I mean, that works for me when yeah. I need to get excited about my writing life again, I just need to buy something that I'm excited to use Jeez. and then
0: yeah, fill up that page. I like that idea. <laughs> that is very cool. Okay, so last one, Uh, we talked a little bit about this throughout the the time we've spent here is what are some ways to encourage reading at home? And I have a few here is maybe like older siblings reading to younger ones. Um, Practice reading popcorn style, Mm -hmm. which I'm assuming is kind of like you're each taking a sentence Mm -hmm. and you kind of write, pop up and down and read it together, right? Yeah, I think you
1: tell like... If it's the way we used to do it in school, you call on whoever's going to read next. Okay. So, like, you pass it off oh, cool. to that okay. person. But I'm sure there are variety yeah. of
0: styles of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have down here a book swap, which could be interesting, or a planned-themed reading night. That sounds fun. Yeah. You would have to find, like, a book that pairs
1: well with a food item or... Yeah. Something like like that where you could have, yeah. Oh, it's so doable. So doable. I like that one. And I also really like the sibling thing. And if it's a household where there's one child, maybe if you have the opportunity to have the other parent read for a while or the child reads to that parent, I think just hearing a variety of voices and reading to different people. Is beneficial right. because sometimes if we're burned out, if we're run down, we can be a little snappish. We can be a little harder yeah. on our kids than, yeah. than we want to be. And it's nice for them to have yeah. someone else. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I can tell my husband's patience is, is wearing thin, but he's yeah. he's the pro when it comes to practicing the spelling. Like oh. he gets her to learn those spelling words like nobody's business. Yeah. But then I can tell like, okay, yeah. you're sounding a little negative. Let her read to me
0: for a while. yeah, And just changing it up is good Yeah, for all of us. I agree. <laughs> and, but that's one of my favorite things to see. Um, oftentimes I'll find my oldest 13-year-old and uh there's your boy and he'll go read to my little girls that are five but they love it because it's been years since they've pulled out like piggy and gerald or and they love their silly books like they love to read those and he will and they love when he when he reads to them we
1: have all of the books from throughout the years and I plan to keep them. Yeah, They need to be a little better organized than they are right now. Yeah. But I don't want to get rid of board books. I don't want to get rid of picture books. Like,
0: Yeah, we definitely yeah. have a whole heap of them. Um, And I really, I love to have them because my older ones will come in there and find these books. Like, I remember this one and... It's just really cute to see.
1: And sometimes it gets them excited about something else. Like yeah. I love when they revisit all of their childhood things, pull out a toy that you mm-hmm. haven't seen them play with in years. Yeah, and They do it with books too. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. And I need to know when this other one comes out because I would love to read it. Hopefully this um, spring and oh, as soon as cool. I know
1: even more specific info I will tell you I love it yeah I'm not yeah. going to be able to keep it quiet I'm so excited about that's it
0: that's good that's amazing I love it well thank you so much for sharing today thank you, about you about that was you, such a fun conversation yeah we that felt go, cathartic we talk we, about writing but that we always go off on tangents um but hopefully people can relate yeah you know we're moms and All these other things we do too. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye.